0: Welcome to, to how to stay married so far we haven't done one of these for quite a few weeks put them in down and the reason for that is we have been
1: illiterally busy in a good way vlogmas.
0: on vlogmas So um, if you're listening to this on podcast, please head over to Nadia Swala and Family YouTube channel and check out our Vlogmas. And if you've never heard of the word Vlogmas before, which somebody did say to me, we've got so caught up in it that we just think everybody knows what Vlogmas means. It's basically a daily vlog about Christmas um, for the whole of December right up to the 25th. Do
1: you think a vlog at Easter would be called Vlogter? I don't know. Oh, vlogster. <laughs> vlogster.
0: Vlog-ist.
1: Vlogster. Vlogster. Anyway, called.
0: so that's why we've been a bit remiss. So yes,
1: yeah, I think apologies that we haven't done any. We yeah. are making a New Year's resolution that we are going to endeavour to do a um, how to stay married so far once a week in the New Year because... Mm-hmm. You guys really like them, and we get a lot of very meaningful yeah, comments and do. feedback. Which not only we hope there's a sort of feedback thing. Literally, feedback is feedback, isn't it? So it feedbacks to us, and it helps us, and hopefully it feedbacks yeah, to you. it really you does. When we read your you. comments,
0: it really helps us. And you know, we by no means and we haven't said this for quite a while are experts. No, we are not in any way trained. This is just us sharing our experiences of marriage, which most of the time we're bloody awful at. Actually, yeah,
1: so it's a car crash really. <laughs> Um, So
0: we're just sharing our experiences, hoping that helps We're
1: very aware of how contradictory a lot of our messages are. We're aware that sometimes we say things that seem to be completely at odds with something else we've said. But that's life.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, we've been to marriage guidance counsellors a number of times. And a lot of the time, we're just struggling to try and put into practice what they've told us to do. We know what we're supposed to do. It's like the other day, we were just bickering on about something, weren't we? And we just stopped and went, why don't we do what the what the marriage guidance counsellor told us to do, and then we had an argument about it. So, so. what is this
1: podcast about? But anyway,
0: so, so if you're watching this on podcast, welcome, but head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You're
1: listening to this podcast. Listening,
0: not watching, listening to this. Uh, go over to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, because we do upload all manner of films. Mm. We do a lot of reviews on movies and movie trailers. We do mental health stuff. We do cooking. We do vlogs. So go over there, because there is a plethora Of fabulous shows. Of course,
1: the advantage of watching this, uh, rather than just listening to the podcast, you can hear how broken we are. But watching it, it's like 4D (laughs) and 3D. You can see how broken we are. Yeah. So,
0: So, putting all that to one side, we are here to talk about Christmas and specifically Christmas within marriage because it is a very tense time for a lot of relationships. We know a lot of people that listen to this aren't actually married, a lot of relationships. There's so much expectation. I think the highest rate of people going to see a divorce lawyer is just after Christmas, isn't it? Just after New Year. All
1: manner of statistics yeah. peak at Christmas and they include all sorts of things, such as issues of di- diagnose, diagnosis of depression, divorce, uh, separation, suicide, all sorts of things go on the increase mm. in and around Christmas.
0: I think even before we had Instagram perfection and all of that, we had this pushed at us subliminally. Well, Christmas, but is... Christmas is a perfect thing, and everyone's having, it's got to be perfectly romantic, you've got to be the best wife, the best mother, the best daddy, the best husband, and it's enormous pressure. And of course, on top of that, it all costs a bloody fortune yeah. as well. So, whatever guess... is rumbling underneath your relationship with it, both, both financial stresses and strains, a lack of romance, a lack yeah. of time together, it all floats to the surface. I
1: would argue, I would go so far as to say that I would also, I, I, I sense that Christmas prior to social media was almost the first tentpole event in the whole of society's sort of lives yeah. that, that created social media yeah. pressure. Because yeah, all you ever true. saw, all I ever saw as a kid was a Christmas that I rarely kind of recognised or, mm. or saw, which was one of, you know, the idyllic father and mother and dad playing with kids and, yeah. you know, I mean, no one, how many of us no, are actually... actually no, no, I mean, do you remember you the year
0: when we bought Mousetrap
1: and we ended up throwing it yeah, across the room? Yeah. I mean, I do think... I fucking
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: I feel trapped, I, feel trapped. <laughs> I mean and I think it's funny you should just say that you know all the stuff about finance and emotion and everything else I do think Christmas is a very curious time where everyone is under inordinate pressure and it's pressure from the past it's pressure mm. to do with the Could relationships you than you've than if... got well no it's pressure to do with the relationships mm. you've got or had It's a reminder of who's gone, it's a reminder of of how relationships aren't quite as healthy perhaps as they were before, it's a reminder of who you're living with, because it's a time of the year where you're all sat in the house at the same time, because most people aren't working, I mean not everyone I reckon, I mean I've worked on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, but you know, there are a lot, it's a time where everything is put under the magnifying glass, Mm.
0: everything. And, And you're suddenly with people that you wouldn't normally be with, Yeah. and... Yeah, there's, just, there's I mean, just enormous pressure. I
1: remember a huge narrative, a part of the narrative of Christmas for me for a, a number of years when I was not in a relationship or sort of, you know, in a sort of dalliance mode. Most of Christmas was a process, and this is terrible, of, in a sense, making good or dealing with the carnage of Christmas office parties. I mean, we always joke about Christmas parties, but Christmas parties are the scourge of so many relationship crises because it's an opportunity where people We've go just let their hair well people down. Let, they let their hair down but it's that sort of slightly like that thing you know what happens in such and such is doesn't get is you know what stays in such and stays such stays yeah yeah all that sort of stuff and and I do think that you know I was a victim of it and I was a perpetrator of it you know you go out you think ah oh, flipping hell this is it and it would it just was a, a licensed and behavior. it was an incendiary device even if you were single or not in a relationship to how you dealt with your kids over Christmas and, you know, so it was always a time of, for me, Christmas has always been a time of great disruption emotionally. Mm. It's never actually been a time of, and and until relatively recent years with with, with our two girls, because even with my older girls, it's been a time of loss and absence and not having them. Mm. So it's been a very tricky, tricky period Christmas, full of conflicting emotions. Um, Yeah. You're looking tearful are you okay oh do you need a cuddle
0: no no
1: oh sweetie um and
0: I've... yeah christmas is yeah. it's very very difficult christmas isn't it i mean we i mean look at us we do vlogmas and that is the best side of christmas for us yeah because it is sparkly and fun and magical yeah. and it's been so magical with the girls growing up so magical yeah but for me, there's there's always a shadow over it as well. Um, you know.
1: Do you want me to? <laughs> Just
0: trying to breathe. Uh, yeah, there's always been a shadow over it, which maybe I'll talk about one day. But there has been, there is a shadow of loss around Christmas, and. I mean, talk about conflicting, because it's also, of course, the day Mm. that gave birth to Maddy. Christmas Day, Mm. five o'clock in the morning, our first Christmas as a married couple. Yeah. And I have a blooming baby on the sitting room floor.
1: Well, (laughs) upstairs.
0: Oh, yeah, she was upstairs. Sorry, (laughs) Kiki was downstairs. (laughs) I was actually thinking of the kitchen floor because I spent so much time in the... the Yeah, curious, that that was the
1: sort of first meaningful present between us both in a weird way, wasn't it? Hang on matey
0: Flip, you're not going to ever get a better present
1: than that. No, 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 I know. But I mean, we were both kind of there for choosing it. But um, yeah, I mean, um, yes. And I mean, I was aware of how conflicted a time it was for you and how it was a sort of day of, of, of... It's become a day of an extraordinary highs in terms of Maddie's birthday and birth. And and obviously you've had your own experience, you know, sad experiences of Christmas Day. and. And really, if I'm honest, to this, to this day, to this year, as I enter this week running up to Christmas, I woke up this morning feeling deeply sad about my, you know, situation with two of my girls and when I'm gonna see them and I'm not gonna see them. And, you know, it's slightly different now because they're grown up, but it's a norm that's been established for so many years.
0: Oh, you, you were... You were never allowed to have them for a single Christmas when you were growing up. And I think a lot of people listening are going to be in the same position. You know, all this blended, this wonderful word, blended family. How many people actually live in a blended family? Mm. Usually there's a lot of, um, what's the word? There's a lot of anger going on around this time of year. Frustration about access and all of that so oh, I, I think it's... your whole our whole marriage and all of our christmases there's been a shadow of what's been missing with yeah. my stepdaughters and your, and your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because we were never allowed to have them on Christmas Day. No,
1: I agree. And unfortunately for me, what's frustrating about that as a grown-up as I head into, because they're both grown-up women now and they're, they're going to do their own thing, is it was never their norm either. So no. it's not even going to be a norm that they would return to. So the no. very thing that I, I, th- I think I felt and hoped for in the sort of last years of their teenage years and then just in the last couple of years I I thought and I hoped that it would become a tradition for want of a better expression that they'd want to come to Dad's, but... um,
0: They can't. It's been their whole life. It's been their whole life. And, you know, that's not their fault, but it is hard. I mean, because I always felt... I knew we had our two children, but I always knew you were sad on Christmas Day Mm. because they weren't here. So, and I just... And that made me sad. Yeah. That did make me sad. I mean, I right. never said that to you because I didn't... Because I, I never wanted you to feel... I didn't want you to feel any more sadness or any more pressure. Mm. But I felt sad because I knew that it was... And again, I know there'll be so many people listening to this that feel the same.
1: But that must be the case for so many people. I mean, you yeah. too. I mean, you yeah, know, it's the sense of incompletion with people who... You know, for whatever reasons, we can love family members, but we cannot necessarily get on with them and we cannot necessarily like everything they Mm. do and they don't necessarily like everything about us but
0: Mm. well um, I mean I always have my own shadow don't I because mm. I've got people in my family that I don't talk to and for me it's the right thing to do not to talk to them because I've made that decision that that's what's healthy for me and my Mm. family but that gives me a very different Christmas to the Christmas I had when I was growing up Yeah. Mm. and again what we're what's pumped out at us because advertisers want that pumped out and now we have to have the added layers of social media that everything is, everything is perfect and, but most families, Mm. they're they're estranged from some people. Mm. I bet practically every family is.
1: But I think that's, again, it's the pressure, there is, I mean, I think we underestimate the inordinate amount of pressure. I mean, even just this week as I'm running towards Christmas Day, I'm thinking about how it's going to work on the day and who you know? Who's, whose expectations and and more often than not, I mean, I on one level, I'm an enormous fan of Christmas. I got that from a nan, and you know, it's always, it was always a time for me as a child of sort of security within a sort of very chaotic and and you know bumpy childhood. Um, it was always a sort of a, a sort of life raft, if you like, of emotional stability. So, mm. it, you know, it, it did become a place of sanctuary and safety, which is why. I do find it quite distressing at times i always feel at sea and there's always a sense of incompletion around my girls and the four girls i'd be nothing would make me happier than having all four girls around the table at the same time but um (sighs) Hmm.
0: take a moment these these this 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 and this is what's so painful isn't it years that are lost you have how do you cuz all the advice is you know stay in the moment see what relationships you've built but oh, there's so much perfection that we want for our children isn't there we yeah. want to deliver all that we didn't get we want yeah. it to look like the christmas cards we want want everything to be perfect and i mean kay often says you know christmas is a conspiracy to keep parents working and crafting like maintenance (laughs) for not a lot in return and sometimes it can feel like that can't it it Mm. feels like it's another great big stick you can pick up and batter yourself over the head Mm. for for not being able to deliver and package in the right way i
1: think it's very i think it's very pressured for children too i think children are often looking at what other families have got and i do think the financial skew on christmas is a really tricky one because of course
0: I used to go into school and pretend I'd got a television and pretend I'd got all sorts of Mm. things because Mm. not that my parents were poor, but my mother was very, you know, what's the word? She was very-
1: (laughs) Secret (laughs) sanitary. No,
0: she was just- she just didn't believe in excess. We had lovely no, We enough. loved our Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. at home and the presents we got. Well, think... But when we went into school, we were embarrassed yeah. that we hadn't got a telly and we hadn't got this and we mm. hadn't got that.
1: But that's um, something I've really liked because, I mean, I was indulged by my grandparents that, you know, they could afford to and, and I was the only grandchild for a long time. And in a weird way, what I've loved about Christmas is you... weren't you... indulged
0: in it. In I mean, they weren't
1: wealthy. No, no, they weren't wealthy. No, but, but, you got I, got, no, but I got mousetrap.
0: Yeah, exactly. When you say indulge people, will no, think I mean, you mean indulgence, you got cars of, and indulgence as
1: far as I got mouse trap and <laughs> Game of Life. Exactly. Maybe that's well, that was my idea of total Less indulgence. They lived in a,
0: in a wee bungalow in by this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but I think one of the things I have got from you, and I do remember the first few years were so lovely, was a sense of how all those parts of Christmas that aren't around, just the expenditure. I mean, obviously there's expenditure on food, but just the idea that you know cheap and affordable food you could cook there was nice food i mean i never had nice food at christmas i mean we always had a christmas meal but nan couldn't cook you know food was never a thing for us so there are so Um, many lenses that you can come at christmas and of course what happens with food i mean in our household it was a big deal it was the only time of the year that the family would sit in the tiny dining table you remember it down at my nan's but my granddad would never join us, and it was always a great disappointment <gasps> oh to me.
0: Oh God! He wouldn't sit with Christmas No, he'd, Christmas he'd stay lunch. with his,
1: his, his meal on his tray on his lap, and and oh yeah, God. and it would have made Nan's day. And the food was inedible, but it was Christmas food, you know. And a trifle was too much alcohol went in because she was always heavy-handed, and um, but there was no sort of joy around that side of it. And so I loved all that, you know, coming into your family. And though, you know, I do, when I look back, I do think there are times. It's a it's a really tricky time where one can almost flagellate yourself with all the times it seemed much more perfect than this year. And I, I have to yeah. really work hard. I'm mean, going back into CBT at the moment. I'm having to work really hard this week of thinking of all the things, not the what-ifs of how awful or all of the time, but how it's not like that and how it's not like that, but how it could be like this or how it will be like that. And, and it, it struck me yesterday as we were doing something. I thought, God, it's going to be quite a quiet Christmas this Christmas for a variety of reasons. Mm. You know, Izzy's not here, Fleur's not here, um, you know, uh, circumstances are such that, you know, there might not be as many people just, just free flowing through as as they have been in previous years and so it just, I, I don't know, it just... Uh, I. And then yeah. sometimes I think I'm sort of bouncing around and we're doing this Vlogmas thing and you are getting, I mean, you get the authentic us, I mean, you don't get trapped in a paella dish and, and try and plan that, that just happens. <laughs> And you don't have moments where you look as rough as houses as I do, That you know, just is the way yeah, we are. Our
0: Vlogmas is very it's real. It's very real.
1: But there are still, even within that, there are times where I'm thinking, actually behind the scenes of my heart, I'm just sort of, I, I feel slightly heavy hearted and a bit kind of, oh my God, mm. it's coming well, it quicker It kind of puts quicker. a
0: spotlight, doesn't it, on, on everything that you're worrying about Christmas, doesn't it? Mm. And And also I
1: can't can't help but look forward to next year and it's like, God, what's the next year gonna bring up? I don't
0: do that, I don't do that. You see, I'm just up until Christmas, I'm just up until Christmas the whole time. And of course, you know, our first Christmas as a married couple, having a baby Mm. on Christmas day and it being such a blimmin' shock. God love Mm. her and we love her to pieces, but anyone that's had a baby will know it is just like, it's an explosion into your life and into your relationship. And, you know, just not being able to lie around and sit in the pub all day and do all of that yeah, of stuff. Yeah, we've never really had a, that, have such we? such a massive shock.
1: Yeah.
0: And that Christmas, I remember, because I'd, we'd been two days, hadn't we, here with me in Labour. And then, as I think a lot of you know, I live next door to my parents. My sister had been with us the whole two days while I'd been in Labour. And then she got up at five, she left here at five o'clock in the morning when Maddie was born and went next door and cooked a full mm. Christmas dinner. And then we went over there for Christmas mm. lunch. Mm. I mean, stumbling across the icy garden, mm. holding a new baby. I mean, well, and, I mean, can I just put my n- hands
1: up and say, I felt the whole thing was crazy. I wanted to be in a hospital safely, <laughs> then escorted home in a taxi or driven by myself like a normal family. But no, you're right, we were like, it was like Moses in a basket in the garden, traipsing through the bus stop with all your family there sort of delivering vine leaves. I didn't know what the hell had happened. <laughs> I felt like I was in the Old Testament. <laughs> your well, dad well, looking present. like I think your dad had just played Moses. Oh, my
0: dad couldn't believe it. It was so magical. It my was magical. It was, it. it was bizarre. My dad just couldn't believe it. He was, yeah. But again, that was bittersweet, wasn't it? Because he was so excited about Maddie, as was you know Mum and Dad.
1: Jesus, you know. And
0: your ma- and your Nan was here. We don't yeah. have her here anymore. No. We've lost Nanny Thelma. And I remember my dad calling, phoning those that I am now estranged from within my family and saying, there's a baby, there's a baby, and they wouldn't speak and they wouldn't come and look at the baby. Do you remember? And that being so sad.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that was bittersweet. Oh, Christ. Yeah. You see, this is the thing. You look over
0: Christmases and they are wonderful. But they are also, there is so much... It's like a
1: Christmas carol. You know the three ghosts? The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas future, and the ghost of Christmas present. I mean, that's yeah. such an on-point yeah, sort of actually, story for for how it works for all of us. I wonder if Dickens was thinking that when he wrote it. But, you know, this whole idea that no sooner does a positive thought come in, then it's absolutely, it's fucking <laughs> knocked out by, a, by an absolutely traumatic, <laughs> terrible thought. And, you know, good comes with no. bad. But, yeah. I mean... The biggest, one of the biggest confluences on our relationship right back then, though, of course, was alcohol. I mean, it's a tricky time for families because I think a lot of people, we underestimate the number. I've seen a number of messages come through on our Vlogmas saying, oh. Well,
0: it was on I that mean, Instagram c- feed. We, we, oh, we posted a picture yesterday right. of Mart. I posted a picture of a film of Mark yesterday, dancing like.
1: But well, Kiki had just filmed it just before. Really, dancing
0: like no one had was watching well, him. It's the most I amazing. don't think we could do it again. The most amazing <laughs> dance, and, uh, and, and and I put in the message underneath, uh, you know, that, that Mark was doing this, this is him dancing, he's amazing, and, and don't forget guys, he's 100% sober. And there's a lot of messages underneath that made you really think. Well, they me.
1: really struck me, because I mean, I remember, you know, as a child, and my mum struggled with drinking, da-da-da-da, um, I, I sensed in a number of the messages, oh wow, he's he's having so much fun, how great that he's sober, it must be such a happy household. Now... A, that ain't the case, because don't think that I'm sitting here like that, dancing like a piece of wibbly wobbly stuff all the time. I'm not, and and as a family, we contend with all of our emotions, down times as well. But it did make me think about Christmas is a time that I I used to for a lot of children, where they become, Really, the most estranged from their own parents because their
0: parents piss the whole time. Yeah, because they get so drunk. I'm so proud of you.
1: And I see so many instances. I've seen very close to home instances of of friends, family, friends, and family members themselves go through experiences of seeing parents have a bit too much to drink. And whenever I see that look in a child or a young adult's Mm -hmm. eyes when that's happening, it really resonates for me because they don't
0: like it. Children really don't like it. They They don't don't want their they want their. I mean, even me being a bit too silly, I can't be the silly. I'm not even talking about with a right. d- having had drink. Even if I'm a bit too silly, the girls don't like it. You're the silly one. They always like to know that they're yeah, anchored, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I loved that you got those, that we got those messages on Instagram because it again confirmed to you what an incredibly difficult thing it is to do. Yeah. I don't care. It's we live in a world where everything is drink focused. Christmas mm. is so about drink. I mean yesterday in the supermarket I couldn't believe how many gifts mm. there were. Mm. Alcoholic gifts, gift gifts. Mm. And you know, you one day at a time i up- With enormous cost, because it's really, really hard to stay sober, you do that, and look what that means for our children. Well, I mean, I just hope that it's, I mean, the
1: silliness that I try and bring to things is is that I just want the girls to know that you can be silly without a drink. But, you know, it's not, I don't want to go on about how great or not me achieving it is. You don't have
0: to, I
1: can. No, 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 but I do think (laughs) Christmas, I I think for people in relationships watching this, and then, you know, how to stay married, it's, I would imagine that a number of people are heading into Christmas dreading some member of their family and how they're going to overindulge in drink because Because it's
0: an excuse. What do they call it in air? Drinking on. So it's drinking on a reason. So drinking on somebody's death, drinking on the fact that it's Christmas, Mm. drinking on that you had a stressful day, drinking on. And Christmas Hands everybody a golden ticket. Oh, Get absolutely. as smashed as you like the whole time. I mean, I, actually, I never really have that busy a Christmas. Mm. I have a couple of drinks on Christmas Day because I do think it's about children. Mm. It's not about parents mm. getting pissed.
1: Mm. But I think for the vast majority. But I think a lot of years were really hot oh. with me and you because
0: yeah. I mean, on, and look, every Christmas I, I feel so bad for you because it's all that cosy drinking, it's the pub or drinking. it's the Baileys, it's the Twinkly it's the Lights and the pubs and solo. It's all of that. And yeah. I do drink in the house, and I know people often say underneath our vlogs that I shouldn't, and Mark's an alcoholic and we shouldn't have any drink in the house. But I' would be very sad if you didn't. I can't stress enough that Mark, I know that that would make Mark yeah, really unhappy, and he's never been like that since the and day he came out of rehab. I
1: would also hazard to say that I think it would create an entirely unnatural situation for mm. the children, where there has to be some presence with al- of alcohol in your lives better that it's a healthy presence because it's going to be in everyone's life it is in everyone's lives so my, yeah. my sense some of-
0: some recovering alcoholics can only mix with people that are other recovering alcoholics and that's what works for them keeps them yeah. sober so that's yeah. right and that must yeah. be what they do yeah. but other recovering alcoholics like you want to Want to be able to be anywhere, don't you?
1: <clears throat> but do share with us. Is it a time of year where either? But then there's another yeah. thing with alcohol, where I think some people are in such deeply unhappy relationships, or in, or are having to face for a period, protracted period of time, the week or so around Christmas, realities of their relationship. That alcohol becomes a safe refuge. I think for a lot more, you know, you know, for a lot of people who are in, say, in a relationship where they know there's a lot of sort of problems, but they can't articulate them and they can't connect with their partner, Christmas becomes a point where whoever's kind of, not not that anyone's responsible, but in two very different ways, men and women can separate through alcohol, mm. you know, And there, but there's this sort of perverse idea that it will somehow bring you together, mm. and that actually by the end of Christmas, I would be fascinated to know how many sort of instances mm. at Christmas where people come out the back end of it, tumbling into January, looking for divorce lawyers and what have you, you know, I go back to, I, I, I'd be fascinated to know what the statistics are on Misdemeanors occurring in the run-up yeah. to Christmas, the yeah. Christmas parties, and all sorts of silly <coughs> behaviour, through no fault of anyone doing any anything other than just getting a Listen, bit too drunk.
0: All adults are just children You're just trying kids. to be grown-ups. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all struggling. Yeah. We say it to our I kids all, all the time. The time. Yeah. We just, we just, we just we're just adult children yeah, that's all yeah. we are and Has it's really bit... really hard to manage these relationships yeah. to manage all the expectations that we have put on us uh, in so many different ways and here's one it, of it's the things that's really
1: useful so a couple of things that <clears> if you want some actual useful tips i'd say for kind of getting through a tricky period of christmas around things like alcohol and not drinking and drinking and all that kind of stuff is just don't try and, if you're drinking, just try not to start so early in the day because it is that thing. It's a little bit what I call the airport permission where you go into an airport at any yeah, time of the day. And everyone's you're allowed to I mean, at yeah, everyone's <laughs> having yeah, a bloody merry at 9 a.m. Yeah, 6 a.m., brilliant, let's have a couple of beers, you know. It's 12 um, o'clock somewhere. Exactly. Um, you know, and I think you know, it's a, it's a funny time of year where we sort of say we're con- controlling it the rest of the year, we're gonna have a really abstemious January, we're gonna have, what was it, f- February vlog, whatever, all these words stopped over, we're gonna have a dry January. <laughs> all these weird things are gonna kick in. Just rain down, just maybe just drop down how much you're gonna drink over Christmas by one drink in the day. Just mm-hmm. see if you can, if there's one drink you're thinking I'll have another one, mm-hmm. just don't have that one. Okay. But another thought is, which I think is the nicest gift at Christmas, and it's something that I struggle with, but it's something that AA has taught me, I don't go to AA all the time, by the way, but it is a really good thing, is whenever you walk through a door into the countless social situations you're gonna be in at Christmas, whoever you are, however you feel that perhaps you're the hard done by one and he's the one at fault or she's the one at fault, walk into that room and be of service. Be of service, that is the greatest gift you can give.
0: Explain to people what, So what being of service like
1: is, if you're gonna walk into a room and I'm actually not in the right frame of mind for all of Nadia's family being here and I personally would rather be in the room over there like a bar humbug just reading The Observer and moaning, actually no, make yourself walk through the door, come in, smack a smile on your face, pour everyone a drink, make them feel at home, make them feel convivial, do it for your partner because your partner it's like, oh my God, this is so easy. This is so nice mm, because I think so nice. there are so many resentments within relationships. Where oh, I don't want to see them, or I don't want to see such and such, and oh, do we have to see such and such? And then that resentment's taken out on the person who really wants to see that person. That happens a lot mm. at Christmas. Do mm. we have to see such? A, oh, are we invite. Oh, who's coming over on Boxing Day? Mm. It's really hard. And of course, you know, it is a time where you're being with lots of other people. Be of service to the person you are in love with, and just make it easy for them. And I say that to myself because it's mm. easy just to get locked into. I just want to be with the girls and I just want to go, well, actually, you know what? It's not just about you, Christmas. Mm. And that does help. It's open just Open your heart. Open your heart. And, and with CBT, CBT thinking, just just try and, uh, you know, as I, say, I keep saying to, to the girls- CBT is a kind of therapy. Yeah, cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapist. It's like, rather than approaching each day with dread, which I often do and thinking, oh God, what if? And <laughs> how can we afford that? And what if she doesn't like that? And how am I going to get that? And will there be enough time for that? in terms of well, what if it ends what if she likes it what if she doesn't want a lot what if she's going to be mm. happy with that always think of the positive outcome as well as the negative outcome
0: it's
1: really hard
0: it's really can you hard. do that all day today please Straight no, after I mean, this a, as soon podcast. as i
1: press stop on this i'm going to go into the bathroom and sob my heart out <laughs> so there you go so i hope this hasn't been too depressing
0: merry christmas merry christmas everybody <laughs>
1: and i'm holding up a mince pie to those who are listening so you need to go over and subscribe in order to see, see how to make these, pie. <laughs> see how to make these. Come and see my mince pie.
0: Happy Christmas. Happy everybody. Christmas. <laughs> Bye.